Welcome to ScreenBinge.com. Today we have a really special guest, Terrence Gordon. He's a film and TV director and producer, and I'm Adrian Mazzone. Welcome, Terrence. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much, Adrian, for having me here. Absolutely. This is, this, is, this is exciting. Yeah, it is. It's a great um, community dedicated to movie and TV lovers, so you're in the right place. So in let's, the right place. Let's let the audience get to know Terrence. Um, Terrence, can you tell us a little bit about what made you get into directing? What made me get into directing? Wow. Well, it's, I started around uh, 1999, so sort of a latecomer to, to the game. Um, I would say, you know, most people, you know, they, their story is, you know, my dad bought me a high camera and I was making movies in the backyard with my brothers and sisters. But, well, that, that wasn't my narrative. Um, you know, I sort of introduced myself, I guess, um, to film at a young age, but I didn't really realize it um, for movies like uh, Kramer versus Kramer and um, as a kid. And what I do remember from movies like that was just that I connected to it on an emotional level and not realizing what that was. I just knew that it, here was a movie that, that I saw and, and it was kind of different from a lot of the other movies. There was some old movies like um, Cornbread Earl and Me with Lawrence Fishburne that probably nobody's ever seen, but it had these really cool scenes. I, I remember this one scene about, you know, these guys were making a bet and running across this this lot um you know to see if he can get to his apartment building from buying this soda pop and and they were on the lookout for um someone that had just stolen something and the cops matched his identity to this kid that was running across and he got shot and i just remember how the scene was shot and how he fell to the ground it was slow motion and and so although i didn't realize what I was seeing before me in terms of how I was connecting to a lot of the material. Um, I just knew that I was connecting with material. And as I got older and, you know, went down the route of, you know, my first college degrees were in engineering and working in corporate America. And my bosses said, you don't really want to be here. You, you, you kind of want to be making films because at that time we were doing pocket PCs. I don't know if you remember that. And yeah. Bill Gates. <laughs> Yeah, well, Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer had brought their pocket PCs because Microsoft had the, the operating system on those to Morgan Stanley. And our integration engineer group was doing the engineering and integrating it into the business. And uh, we had to deliver a CD because Bill Gates was at, at Morgan Stanley and Steve Ballmer had given a presentation. And I made this whole Mission Impossible little video to have the CD delivered to the fourth floor auditorium for this presentation. And I had the guards, I had you know some of the employees and we were doing this whole mission impossible thing just to deliver a CD. So my boss would say, you know, that's where you need to be. So they said, you know what? We'll let you go to school. You know, so I took the train from Midtown and go up to, um, to downtown Manhattan to NYU. I got into the directing program there and I'll just go back and forth as long as I was able to complete my work. And, um, you know, my wife at the time said, you know, if, if you're going to do it, just go to the best school. And, and that's kind of what I did. And, and, you know, the rest is history. So. Oh, that's a great story. Wow. Wow. You really have um, some interesting background there. What school did you wind up going to? So I went to NYU. Um, oh, for the okay. film stuff. 
yeah, well, my college degree before was in the CUNY BA program. So I was literally going between Hunter College, Brooklyn College, City College, and McGrever's College. But my degree came from the Graduate Center, and that was for my computer engineering stuff. But when I went to film school, I went to NYU. They had a directing program. It was actually like a master's in, in film and something, but they did this whole certificate course that was two years um, from the master's program in directing specifically. And that's what I did. I just did the straight directing section of it for two years. Um, had some really learned good quite teachers. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's, that's an interesting background. I'm a New Yorker, so I passed NYU many times. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the projects you've been working on and directing or producing what you're actually doing with the projects? Okay. Um, Well, as of late, um, you know, I've been, you know, some of the the documentaries I've been working on um, and a few of them, in fact, just just got back just minutes ago from from Maryland uh, shooting um, a documentary that's, uh, a docu-series, uh, not titled yet, um, with Billy Hunter. Um, Billy Hunter, uh, you know, just a wonderful guy. He was in, in the Versace documentary that, uh, that you guys have been part of, and, and Transmedia has been instrumental in, in helping to promote for us and, and also being part of it, which... Uh, which What's in a name, right? With Alfredo Versace. What's in a name with Alfredo Versace, which is, you know, an incredible story about you know, Mr. Versace and, and, and his life and building a legacy. And, and then, you know, just to have his name taken away from him because of, of trademarks and competing and, um, and maybe him not keeping things the way in terms of accurate records in a certain way that, you know, that maybe the, the law expected and, you know, and fighting against that tide has, you know, resulted in him losing $250 million of revenue a year and losing the rights to his own name. Um, but, you know, the man still stands, he's still creative. And, you know, we want to tell a story that's in his own words. And, and that's, um, you know, that's the documentary that, um, you know, that we worked on. Um, I did the le- legendary Marion Williams documentary also, which um, is the life of this very, very uh, acclaimed gospel singer. Talented, very talented, beautiful very talented. and talented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like Aretha Franklin and Dionne Wark and all these people that have looked up to her and, um, you know, just very big legends in, in the business. And, you know, and she, you know, she had, she had the, the opportunity to go into a more secular world and, and do music, but she stuck where she did and she was inducted into the Kennedy Hall of Fame. Um, I think she was the first African-American person to be inducted um, into that uh, by the Clintons at the time. And, um, you know, along with John Carson and, and other people. And um, then on top of that, uh, you know, I've done a, a few other feature films for Michelle, which was an independent feature film. Um, that's on Amazon Prime. Um, Hermaphrodita, a foreign film I might produce on. Um, uh, so it seems like you really dive into backgrounds, right? It seems like you like documentaries, yeah. or is there other genres that you get into? What really draws That's you to those stories? So, so my two favorite genres is uh, will be espionage films. Um, I do love those, um, and and I certainly do like documentary films. I do like real life stories, um, and you know, like the stuff that I'm doing right now with Billy Hunter and. Um, you know, because he, you know, he was the, the, the attorney that 
that worked on the Patty Hearst. You know, it was left to him as a decision as to whether Patty Hearst from back in the 70s, you know, was going to be a free woman or not. Um, you know, the Hells Angels big cases, you know, he he worked on, you know, cases of that. And then, you know, being an athlete himself and then going into the NBA and, you know, he was the president of the National Basketball Players Association and, you know, happens to be the person that's responsible, you know, for the collective bargaining agreements that the NBA players have today. Um, you know, the reason why they make the kind of money that they have, the reason why, you know, the television networks have um, created, you know, $3 billion deals that these NBA players are now able to partake and make the kind of millions that they make today is because of Billy Hunter's input into building the, the collective bargain agreement. Um, but, you know, he was outed and, and, and sort of, you know, optics are a certain thing. And, um, you know, certain individuals, owners of, of, of teams and so forth uh, sort of worked against him. Um, because he was one for the players and he made sure that they got what, you know, what he felt that they deserved. And, you know, and so eventually he was let go. Um, and, you know, we're going to tell his side of the story. Yeah. So, you know, so there's uh, stories. There's, like there's that a lot of names that we can all look up and research and get to know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but I do like the genre of espionage um, yeah. because in my life also, when I came to the United States, and went to college, I also went into the military. And, you know, I did eight years in the military and two of those years was in military intelligence. And, you know, I loved the, the world of intelligence, um, yeah. you know, just- it's the, very intriguing. You know, very intriguing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, so my two years in military intelligence, which was my last two, I did six in Signal Corps and then two years in military intelligence um, before, um, right when they were about to send me overseas, I'm on an assignment, but I'm a British as well as an American citizen, I had dual citizenship, and I did not want to give up my British citizenship. And if I took the assignment um, where they send you as detachment, supposed to as a battalion um, on assignment overseas, you know, I would have had to given up that. And um, I said, you know, I did my eight years in the military, served this country, you know, I think, you know, to as best as I can. And, and so I opted out at that point. But I always loved the world of intelligence and just what makes it up and and just, you know, just the level of, uh, of you know, there's such a narrative to it. You know, you, you become something else and someone else and, you know, you're integrated and, you know, so. so that, I, that, have, that was I have a good question for you then. In that world, if you were going yeah. to have an opportunity to remake a film or read or tracks a story or a person that you really would want to dive into who would that be or what would that be you know I, um there's so many good spy movies you know Spielberg has done some I, I can't really say I would want to remake one but I do have one that I would like to make of my own and and I have two very specific actors that I've never seen together that I would love to see in an espionage world and and that Ooh. is um, okay who, you got my ears perked who is that okay <laughs> So Vera Famiga um, okay. and Maggie Gyllenhaal, which I think are two very incredible actors in the independent world as well as the studio level world, that they have sort of a depth to them in, in their storytelling, no matter what they're in. And I always, I always felt that if I did an espionage movie, that I would put two of them um, up against each other in a very strong narrative. And, and that's sort of like my dream project, which I 
which I haven't started writing yet. Oh, well, now we have to tag them when we post the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Parents. Tell, them, tell them that there's a filmmaker that's got this. Yeah, this, no, this we will. Absolutely. Them. That's yeah. how, you know, that's how you reach people sometimes. And you have such a yeah. sterling background. If you were to give some advice to somebody who's breaking into production that might want to start producing or directing, is there any kind of tips that you've learned that you would want to pass along? You know, I would say, you know, I would say uh, be very, um, read a lot. Read a lot about things that are outside the film. Read about different subject matters. Get involved on, on, on educating yourself on all sorts of things, things that you may think will just be completely irrelevant to what you're doing, because it gives you context around anything that you're building. And, you know, for instance, like I'm, like one of my latest projects I'm working on right now, Seven Doors In, on a book um, that was written by uh, Beth Rondo Deacon, you know, about a school teacher in behind prison walls that went in there and had the highest graduating class. She got opposing gang leaders to work together and gave them an education and a sense of purpose. And that many of these men that were mass murderers and did all kinds of crazy things, you know, said to me in person that, you know, had they had someone like that in their lives, they probably would not have led down the road that led them behind these bars because they would have found value in themselves. And I think people always want to find value. And I feel that, you know, when we educate ourselves on different things, we learn about stuff that that you may not even realize that you might have an interest in. And with that, I think it gives us a sense of value. I think filmmakers that are getting into the business, you know, film school is wonderful, but I could tell you, you know, not until you set foot onto a set yourself and you have to helm that, that is where your real education starts. You know, um, you know, school will tell you, well, don't cross the line or don't cross the axis or, you know, this is this lens and, and that lens, you know, um, and things of that nature, some very technical things. But I feel that, that being very observant um, to, to behavior around you, very observant to your own behavior, and specifically, you know, what makes you tick? What makes you excited? What makes you angry? You know, embrace those things, those qualities bring that into your filmmaking and great advice that would be it wow maybe you should open up a you know school you should be doing seminars you seem to have a lot of insight to share which is really incredible and happy to do it which is um thank thank you for doing that so i just wanted to uh i wanted to ask you one maybe one or two more questions um So but when you're out filming, you don't mind traveling. Tell me what the life is when you're about to embark on a production, like all the prep involved. It must be really intense and you have to it's really get down to. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Tell us just maybe where you just came from, <laughs> what well, your you know, film day I, was I like. Just- <laughs> you know, well, th- this week uh, I was in Maryland, um, you know, like I said, shooting with the, the Billy Hunter project with, um, with a co-director, you know, Thomas Freeman and, and producer Nate, Nate Banks, you know, they've done some, some great documentary work and, and some good TV guys, stuff. very good guys, very good guys. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're, you know, they're always in the hustle in terms of, of making stuff. And, and I love the attitude of, you know, they pick up and go and, you know, and, and I'd love to maybe even shout out my buddy, you know, Devon Smith from Deuce Benny Productions, who's been shooting with me for, I don't know, 15 years. And, and 
you know, we have created a lot of work together. Um, just about every project I've done, you know, he's been involved with as well. And, you know, we sort of learn and, and keep going. And just to, to defunct a, a misconception that people think that, you know, there's such a glamorous life and, and maybe it is on certain levels for others. But, you know, for independent filmmakers, you know, we're in the trenches. You know, yeah, I, I behind the scenes is rough sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, getting on a flight, you know, you know, with your camera cases and your bags and, and bringing all that stuff and, you know, and dedicated know, doing position nowadays, yeah. you know, um, you know, like, you know, doing the stuff with Seven Doors and, you know, with writers and, you know, working with those managing personalities, you know, helping each other to each person to be able to bring out their strengths in writing or what have you. You know, it's it's a lot of work. You know, fifteen to seventeen hour days. That's normal. Um, but and, we get to really watch it, and and we know what goes on and behind the scenes now yeah. after hearing it from you. So it's even more appreciative, right? So, I wanted to thank oh, yeah. you so much for coming on ScreenBidge.com. Terrence Gordon, amazing producer director. How do we find you and find thank out you. more information about you? Um, certainly. Well. Um, um, my email is, uh, is terrence.gordon at icloud.com. And that's Terrence with one R because <laughs> everyone spells my name wrong. One R. Terrence one Gordon. Um, IMDB in the Internet Movie Database. Um, if you put my name in there, you can uh, typically see what I'm working on. Um, so, so that, Excellent. that would be, be a well, place. It's... And you know, Instagram is tngdir. So okay, definitely. We'll tag you and we're going to tag, you know, the other two people you mentioned in the video as well. So thank you again for joining screenbe- uh, ScreenBinge.com, Terrence. Screenbinge.com. And, <laughs> and um, you know, thank you so much for all you do. We look forward to seeing your films and your projects. Stay in touch you know, with thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely.